Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can also follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, June 16th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same, as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, pose a few questions to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, Jerry, that's been our reality this week. It's This roller coaster ride has just gotten <laughs> wonkier and wonkier. Like, two weeks ago was fantastic, and then last week was worse than the good from that week. And this week so far has been better than the worse of last week. It just keeps getting more extreme. It, it's I, weird. I thought we had gotten off this roller coaster after, like, the first, like, three or four weeks of the yeah. season. Because it was like this at the beginning, too, yeah. where it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And then it finally felt a little normal for a while. And now, no, no, no not at all. I got, I got whiplash from the past. Yeah, except, except now the ups and downs aren't, like, two days three days at a time it's like six at a time yeah. which is yeah. which is even weirder i think it just i always like to it's fun just to point that out because that's just the way it goes right like you're gonna have these weird stretches sometimes they even go longer right but sometimes you'll have uh, i i feel like last baseball season um I, I we didn't do shows i only did them on twitter but i mean i feel like it was like a month and a half solid of just like could not lose it seemed like so sometimes they get really long but before that in the middle of summer i had like a month and a half where i felt like i couldn't win so sometimes you just see these you see these good good and bad variants that's why i always talk about it just something to right. keep in mind that's why we always talk about you know responsible betting keeping our unit size reasonable right you know only bet recreational money that sort of thing because you never know when these good and bad things are going to happen and uh it's a lot of fun when it's good but we always just want to be mindful that the bad is coming there is no gambler that's ever going to go every every month profitable right so right um before we get to today's like some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way is when you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides share with a friend if you know others in the game hit us up on twitter or drop a comment if you're on youtube we love those and try to respond to as many as we can because enjoy let's get right to it here we've got a few day games 135 eastern first pitch athletics at the red sox It'll be low 70s in Boston with the winds blowing out around 15 miles an hour to left field. You know, we always talk about routine pop flies and, and Fenway carry over the fence for home runs with the wind blowing out to 15 miles an hour. A pop fly to a shortstop might carry over the monster <laughs> on a day like today. Yeah. Paul Blackburn versus Rich Hill. Blackburn, a shiny 230 ERA. Advanced metrics, not bad, but not that good uh his projection he projects now to be a, an above average pitcher you know better than average the projection is just lagging a little bit it's a little bit of a different situation than you know we had a lot of talk about alex fado yesterday he was the guy who i clearly just did not believe in i said it was smoke and mirrors blackburn not quite that same thing I, I don't think he's quite this good but i don't think it's all smoke and mirrors and the projection just slowly keeps continuing to get better a guy i, I kind of believe in it's it's not I don't think he's quite this good, but again, I don't think he's, you know, due to get blown up. Of course, in, in, in a park like Fenway, when blowing out, he, he could get 
blow it up because anybody could in that situation. Uh, Rich Hill will take the ball for the Red Sox. A 438 ERA advanced metrics lineup right with that. The projections may be a little bit worse than that. Um, you kind of know what you're getting on the aggregate with Rich Hill. You just don't know what you're getting every start with Rich Hill. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's highly variable. He either comes out and looks great or he looks awful. Uh, you never really know. The model says Red Sox minus 185. I'll trust the model and I'll take the Red Sox at minus 155. I'm giving it a B grade. I cannot. It's it's a pretty good probability edge. I just can't give an A grade to backing Rich Hill just out of principle because you just never know what you're going to get with him. He's high, He's more variable than, than most pitchers are in baseball. And the total... It's nine and a half, and I'm going to go over that nine and a half with an A-grade pick. It's a massive hitter's park. Um, it's not quite as chilly as it's been the last few nights. Wind blowing out. Uh, nine and a half is too low. I think this number should be 10, maybe even closer to 11. I think there will be a lot of runs in this game. I think the A's will be able to score for Rich Hill, but I don't think the Red Sox offense, especially in those conditions, will be slowed down either. This feels like a 7-4 to four type Red Sox win, in my opinion. I looked run line. I really debated run line or money line. I feel like you could completely go either way. I chose money line. It's one of those things where if you, whichever hour you caught me on, I probably would have waffled back and forth between the two. Um, I really think there's probably pretty similar value in both of them. Because, Jared, what do you think? Well, I'm going to cover you then because I'm taking the Red Sox on the run line here. I'm laying the run and a half at plus 130 with, with the Red Sox which just doesn't seem to add up to me for a game that's projected to have, you know, if you're saying maybe over nine and a half runs, yeah. uh, it seems like a lot, a lot of value to me. This, this is pretty much, Hey, the wind's blowing out If the Red Sox are going to win. I think the odds of them winning by at least two is higher than a normal game just because of those wins that you talked about. So I'm going to lay the run and a half at plus plus one thirty with the Red Sox. Yeah. You make a great point. And I, I that was my exact thought too, was if you're going to lay a run line, high, higher scoring game is definitely the time to do it. That's what I think yeah. will happen here. A plus one thirty seems like seems like great value. Yeah. I feel like if if you're laying minus one fifty five on the money line, given how many runs we expect, I kind of expected it to be more like plus one ten, plus one hundred five. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting a, a lot of extra value there. Um, we did not coordinate this, but like you said, it works well that you, we're covered on that. Yeah. I'll take the money line. I'll take the run line. I think both are smart plays. In reality, I might split the bet a little bit, um, do a little bit of the money line, do a little bit of the run line as well. I think the odds are fantastic, especially if you like playing run lines. I think there's a good chance for you there in Boston today. But I think it'll be a high-scoring game given the wind blowing out and, again, that park favoring hitters so much. Speaking of runs, 220 <laughs> Eastern first pitch, Padres at the Cubs. Because uh, enjoyed the Padres just did another three-run home run this morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the weather today will be the same as it's been recently. It'll be just like yesterday. We're going to start off around 90 degrees. We're going to close around 90 degrees. Winds will be blowing out to center field or right center. So it'll be a little bit shifted um, more towards uh, just straight away and more towards right center than yesterday being left center, but still in the 15 to 20 mile an hour range. Obviously in Chicago with gusts even higher than that. I mean, another just there should be a lot of runs because this weather Wrigley is so sensitive to that wind. The pitchers today who will try to keep the ball in the ballpark, probably with only varying levels of success, Joe Musgrove yeah. versus Matt Swarmer. Musgrove with the 1-5 ERA, obviously he's not that good, but his advanced metrics think he's still a sub-three pitcher this year. That's fantastic. His projection isn't quite that good, uh, but still projects to be a good pitcher. I really like Musgrove a lot. Uh, Swarmer. A 420 ERA, only three games. Advanced metrics are worse than that. So that's something to take note of, that the advanced metrics say he's really overperformed. Of course, in three games, it's not like we're taking that much into it, just something to note. His projection says that he should be more of a five ERA pitcher. 
that feels pretty right. Not a good pitcher, a pitcher who's going to really have a hard time keeping the ball in the yard. The model says Padres minus 192. The price I'm seeing right now is minus 185. And so with that in mind, I'll take the Padres on the run line at minus 125. It's a similar situation as we talked about with the Red Sox. I think there's a lot of ways that this just becomes a, a laugher of a game, just like we've seen recently here. Minus 125 is much more reasonable odds. I think there will be a lot of runs. I'm going over 10 and a half um, with an A-grade pick. My, I, I'm not sure how many runs the Cubs will score off of Musgrove. He will give up some runs almost assuredly just because, again, routine fly balls are going to be going out. So you can't shut down the other team. Um, a Padres team total over, I think, also makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they're going to score 20, but I don't know if they might. Like, uh, Swimmer's not going to really hold them down. The Cubs bullpen's atrocious. I think the Padres score a ton of runs. The Cubs probably get a few. I think this number, this total is just way too low. I think it's the, oh, Musgrove's pitching. Sure, but y'all, this weather is crazy. Like, yeah. sirens should be going off in your head about this weather. Over 10.5, A-grade pick for me. And then I've got a B-grade pick on the Padres' run line. I see it kind of similar games to what we've seen these first two here in this series. Because, Jared, what do you think? So I've mentioned a couple of times on this show that I don't uh, like run lines necessarily, but I'm double dipping here today. I'm laying the run a half the Padres here as well, and almost the exact same reasoning as the Red Sox game. Just so many runs here. But to me, I, you know, I look at Matt Swarmer. Couldn't tell you anything about him. And, <laughs> and I know he's going up against Musgrove, who's been really, really good. So yeah. I, I just, with the weather, I just have a very hard time um, seeing this game ending at a one-run game and definitely with that pitching matchup. It's the Padres all the way. So yeah. uh, I guess the odds are minus 125. Obviously, comparing that to the plus 130 I got with the Red Sox, uh, I don't feel quite as but, good. But you have that. quite but, an upgrade from Rich yes, Hill to, to but, Joe Musgrove. I mean, quite an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and pitchers there for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll lay the, the minus 125 at, at the Padres uh, later on. Yeah, and, it, and it's not as obviously simple, right, road and home or whatever, but I mean, if you just kind of isolate that right there and just say, would yeah. you shift from plus 130 to minus 125 to upgrade from Rich Hill to Joe yeah. Musgrove, I think all of us would be like, yes, I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. That's, that's not that big of a price to pay for that huge upgrade. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm with you there. Padres on the run line. Um, I, I, like, like we said, I, I really just see a similar game playing out to what we've seen here yeah. recently. The Padres' uh, bats are just going to continue having a field day, I think. They're in Chicago. 305 Eastern first pitch, Orioles at the Blue Jays. Tyler Wells versus Kevin Gaussman. Tyler Wells, a pitcher who, a, a, a upper three ERA, advanced metrics say he should be more in the mid fours. So uh, solid, not great, um, but not uh, not that bad, not as bad as some of what the other Orioles pitchers uh, are, are capable of. Versus Kevin Gaussman, who's had a solid season. Advanced metrics actually think he's better then his 267 ERA this year projects uh, to be in the low threes. Uh, you know, after a rocky, I think it was just really first outing, and he's had a fantastic season so far. Uh, the model thinks Blue Jays minus 254. So the model thinks there's a slight edge here with the Blue Jays because the price I'm seeing is minus 245. That's just really a steep price. We saw it yesterday. I talked about it yesterday. If you laid that huge price with the Blue Jays on the money line, uh, if you had laid it on the run line, you lost. If you laid it on the money line, you won the bet, but you probably lost like three months of your life uh, with the way that one played out. So it's really tough for me to just lay those odds like that. I'll go Blue Jays. I'm going to take them to win the first five at minus 160. 
as decent as Tyler Wills is, Kevin Gaussman's really good. I think he can kind of hold the Orioles down, and the Blue Jays' offense is just rolling so much at this point. I think the Blue Jays can score some runs. I've got them over five and a half at plus odds. Be great pick for both of those for me. Things I like, things I don't love. Uh, the first five for the Blue Jays, the odds are just really bad, so it's just hard to get too invested there. And that team total, I like the plus odds. Um, Wells, though, isn't bad like I can see the Blue Jays only scoring four or five and so that's why it's only a B grade pick but a plus odds um, it's not a bad play if you have a four and a half out there you're gonna have to lay some juice so it's also still a B grade because you're laying quite the premium or if you can go over five and push if they land at five and save yourself a little bit on the odds from four and a half that's also a solid investment there that way you don't lose versus this over five and a half bet so if you have an over five option that probably makes a lot of sense all those are kind of B grades though the odds will be reflective of the market in my opinion because, Jared, what do you got for us? So this game is a matter of personal preference, definitely. I can tell you that. Me, personally, the odds for the Blue Jays to win, which I definitely think is going to happen, but it's just too long for me to lay something like that. And even the first five. So if I had to make a play on this game, it would be the first five. But minus 160 for first five. Yeah, it's tough. You know, like, yeah, like if it were like minus 145, even minus 150, I've yep. you know, done in the past. But maybe maybe we can talk you into it. Yeah, I just I don't think that, that you'd be able to talk me to that. That is definitely the way I would I would look uh, if I had to make a play, but nothing in this game kind of just strikes strikes my fancy. So I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, I'm with you. And and this is one at least as long as the odds are staying in that minus two fifty range. If you are a parlay player, throwing one a parlay probably not the worst idea in the world. It's a little bit different than yesterday. Again, yesterday I said I think that you're hurting yourself more if you're throwing a them into the parlay because the probability they lose is higher than what the payback that you're getting in this case i don't think that's necessarily the case so i would at least approve of my personal take right just my two cents i would, I would approve of throwing that money line into a parlay just because again at least now i think you're helping your payout at least proportional to the probability that you lose the bet which is always but we want to at least be at that break-even point which is this this number is at least close to that now if it gets later up later in the day if this gets out to minus 270 or something then it's a different situation where it's that's even then I'm scared of it parlays, but you're right. The prices are just really high on this one. Um, I, I'm like you, if, if this was like minus 140 for the first five, that might be like a grade territory. Like you really start liking it, but it's just, you're paying such a premium that in the long term, it's tough to pay, uh, tough to pay out when you're, when you're like minus 160 yeah. to win the first five and you don't even yeah. get that push protection um, yeah. on the money line first five. Same time slot here, 310 Eastern first pitch Rockies. Or we'll play host to the Guardians. A warm day in Coors. We got that over yesterday. Today we're going to start off in the upper 80s. We're going to close in the low 90s. And the wind in Wrigley is to the heat in Coors. That ball flies in that park already. You add the heat, there's like a multiplier effect. The ball is going to be flying out of this park here today. In Denver, the winds will be blowing across. We won't get any wind effect, but we're going to take a, a thin atmosphere, and with that heat, we're going to make it even thinner. Tristan McKenzie will pitch against Chad Kuehl. Both pitchers who've overperformed their metrics, but both pitchers who I actually kind of like. Um, McKenzie is a guy who um, advanced metrics think he should be more in the four fives. That's about where his projection should be, um, even though he has a low three ERA. Kuehl has an upper three ERA. Advanced metrics think he should be in the mid fours and the projections closer to five uh, or in the low fives. But actually, I think both pitchers aren't bad. It's just neither one of them is as good as listed. I think this is a coin tossy type game. I think there will be a ton of runs I'm going over 11 and a half. 
with an A-grade pick. This ball is just going to fly out, in my opinion. And I'll take the Rockies. I think there's a little bit of value here. The model thinks it should only be plus 118, so you can get plus 120 on the Rockies for the full game. A tiny bit of value, but instead I'm going to isolate first five. I don't trust the Rockies' bullpen at all. I don't know what's going to happen as this game moves along. I think both pitchers are okay, and so it's a situation where maybe they can hang in there, keep it tied, have a lead after five, and then as the runs play out, who in the heck knows what's going to happen. So B-pick on the first five Rockies, I'll take a flyer with them. I like the plus odds, uh, but then A-grade pick on the over. I just think we're going to have so many runs in this one here in the afternoon in Denver. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Ah, oh, man. So, so I saw that you picked over 11 and a half, and I was thinking, wow, that, you know, I'm an under guy, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, over 11 and a half hurts. I mean, aside, I guess, from a game in Coors, maybe the only other game I'd ever consider over 11 and a half would be a Reds game. Um, but you made a good point here that when I saw the names of the starting pitchers, I was surprised to hear you say that they've, I guess, overperformed their mm-hmm. advanced metrics. Yep. Because, you know, I, just hearing the names – they seemed like they were pretty decent pitchers to me. So that combined, I, I just couldn't bring myself to, to play over 11 half. That's just so many runs. Um, to the people watching this, I would probably say, listen to the professor. This is why he has this show. He's telling you to play over 11 and a half here. You probably should do it, especially based on the science of the weather. He's a statistician, but he can, you know, science So, you know, he understands that better than me. Um, this is one of those where I, I would tell you, play the professor here, go with him over 11 and a half. I can't bring myself to do it. That's so many runs. And I'm sure I'm going to feel like an idiot when there's 13 runs in the first seven innings. Yeah. And, you know, you've got this locked up going to the bank. I'm going to feel like an idiot. Uh, but that's just, that's so, so many, so many yeah. runs. It, t- it, it took us to the ninth inning to get over yesterday. The same play at over an 11 and a half. It took us to the ninth inning to do it. Um yeah. But it was a, it was a like I think it was like seventy degrees by that point, mid seventies, warmer day here. Um, I'm like you. Uh, my my only hesitation is like I said, I kind of like both pitchers. I think neither one is as good as their ERA, but I don't think either one's maybe as bad as the projection is. But I just think in this warmth, I think it's it reminds me a lot of the um, of the games here in Wrigley where the ball I think the ball is just going to fly out. So I've got an A grade pick on the over. Uh, I'll take the first five for the Rockies. Like I said, I like the plus odds. I think anything can happen. Here, um, Cousin Jarrett is passing. So the night game, 7.05 Eastern first pitch, Phillies at the Nationals. We're going to start off in the mid to upper 80s, close around 80 degrees. So a slight bump to the bats there based off of the warmth. The winds will be blowing out, but only ever so slightly. It'll be around the five mile an hour mark, so it won't really affect things too much. Zach Wheeler versus Patrick Corbin. Obviously, Wheeler's fantastic. Obviously, Corbin is not. Cousin Jarrett, I'm going to let you lead us off on this one. What do you think? So you, you, you use the key word there, obviously. This obviously. is so obvious that I can tell you without even having to look the model exactly what I was going to play. I saw yeah. this pitching matchup. I knew, I knew instantly what the play was going to be here. I'm going to be on the Nationals under three and a half uh, at minus 106 here. Look, guys, Zach Wheeler has just been on fire lately. And maybe the most important thing for, from my perspective for this play is he's gone at least six innings in like his last five or six starts. Mm-hmm. He's got seven innings one time. He went six and two-thirds one time. He's been getting deep into the games. And so, you know, the Phillies, I, I love, to, love to say that I like to stay away from Phillies games. But to me, even this one is too obvious to me that if Wheeler's going to go six or seven innings, it's going to be really, really tough 
for the Nationals to score more than three runs. And I, I honestly can't believe that at, at the time that we locked this, it was only minus 106. Um, so, again, Fest said the right word. It's obvious here. Wheeler's been on fire. Let's go with Nationals under three and a half. Yeah, it's like there's a little bit of a bias now towards overs, and there should be in general, but that doesn't mean it should touch every game in every situation. Um, we've seen many more overs, but, I mean, we still see some low-scoring games when the pitching matchups are right. I don't know how many runs the Phillies are going to score. I have to say Patrick Corbin is not I, – I swear I say this every week. He's not as bad as that ERA, um, but then every week he still is bad. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like we're, it's like we're grading various shades of bad, right? Like – the model's like, oh, he's not that bad as his results, but like, we're—I don't know if he's if he's kind of bad or very bad or super bad. He's still bad at this point. I have no idea how many runs affiliates will score. The weather being a little bit warmer, you know, if Corbin's giving up warning track fly balls, those are not home runs, and so the Phillies could score a ton. That total of nine and a half is really tough for me to handicap because I don't think the Nationals score, but the Phillies could score ten, and I wouldn't be shocked. They could score. You know, six and I wouldn't be shocked. I don't really know what to do with that nine and a half. Personally, I'm with you. I like the Nationals team total under three and a half. Only a B grade pick just because I have a slight bit of concern about that weather being in the 80s. Um, but I'm like, you. Yeah, I think I think Nationals team total under is definitely the way to go. And I'll give the Phillies a B grade pick on the money line. The model thinks there's the tiniest edge. Um the model says minus 186, but again, the model thinks that Corbin isn't that bad. And I'm like, maybe that's right. But there's also, you have to consider, there's also a world where the model is just missing on how much he's fallen off a cliff. And if so, then the model would say the Phillies should be minus 195, minus 205, something like that. So if I think about kind of some of the different possibilities here, this is like the best case. The model is grading Corbin as well as possible, and it still says Phillies minus 186. So in other worlds where it grades him worse, the Phillies would be a good play there. So minus 185, be picked for me on I, the Phillies. I feel like this is an instance where you say that you're not going to manually override the model just because there's too many pitchers and too yep. many games and, and everything else. But if you were going to do a manual override, I yep. think Corbin would fall into that category. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because like I said, and do I think, he, again, I don't think he's as bad as that 660 right. ERA, but I'm like, I don't think he's as good as the models projecting him either. I think it's somewhere in between, more in that yeah. mid five range. And again, that would bump the Phillies up to, you know, minus 195, maybe low minus 200s. Yeah. Um, so I still think minus 185 right now offers some value. Uh, I sure would not want to back the Nationals at this point. Doesn't matter. I know they're at home. It doesn't matter if this game's on the moon. I wouldn't want to back the Nationals. Yeah. 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 And we talk about Wheeler. I just want to add to it, it is impressive to note with Wheeler. He missed the first you know, start of the season, missed spring training, was in extended tra spring training, never really got going. And I talked about this at the time that he really struggled getting going. But the fact that he has a 2-8 ERA and enhanced yeah. metrics that are better than that, given how much he struggled those first couple of starts ramping up, just shows yeah. you how good this guy is. I mean, one of the truly dominant pitchers in baseball at this point, a top five pitcher, according to the model and also in my opinion. 705 Easter first pitch, Rays at the Yankees. Got the Yankees last night, even against a pitcher as good as McClanahan, pushed on the under, uh, which is exactly why I made the comment. I like that under seven. I didn't like the under six and a half. Uh, tonight it will be a nice night in New York, temperature-wise, low 70s. Winds will be blowing across at about 10 miles an hour, but won't really affect things, of course, too much. Jalen Beeks will open for the Rays. Uh, very good pitcher, uh, but he's only going to go an inning maybe two 
if he looks really great, they might stretch him out to three, but I don't see him going much deeper than that. Versus Severino, who has been fantastic, a sub three ERA and advanced metrics and a projection line up pretty close to that. It's not like he's that far off from that. I really like Severino. We've backed him a lot recently. But Cousin Jared, the model says the Yankees should only be a minus 176 favorite. I think the reason why is as good as Severino is, the Rays know how to work these bullpen games. They're going to start off strong with Beaks. They've got a lot of decent relievers. And the Rays aren't bad. The Rays are like very rarely bad. Every once in a while, the Rays just like kind of take like once every like seven years, it feels like. But the Rays are a good team. Like it seems kind of crazy that the Yankees are minus 250 against a good team. Like, yeah. I, that number is just crazy. We've, and we've oscillated here on the Yankees. I feel like we've had, we faded the Yankees uh, the first game of this series. We're like, man, the number's just way too high. Then yesterday it was like, oh, the number's too low. Let's back the Yankees. So it's kind of been weird. Now we're back to, oh my gosh, this number is super inflated, which is kind of why I said yesterday, hey, if the model says Yankees edge, and you've said the same thing, we're going to roll with it because usually the Yankees are overpriced. I think they're extremely overpriced in here. I think the Yankees win this game more likely than not. The model still says they win at 64% of the time, but plus 224 is way too much value yeah. to pass up here. I'll give that a B grade. Um, and no need to give it an A grade just because we don't need to risk that extra unit knowing how much we win on this one if they do pull it out. The total seven and a half. I like under in this one. Um, I, I see it being kind of some of these last two games. These team teams, like I've said before, tend to try to – they tend to – play games like they're in the playoffs, keep them lower scoring. I want full game under eight. Since it's not under eight, since it's seven and a half, I'm going first five under four. But if you can find an under eight for full game, I'd probably rather take that. Since that's off the board, I'll go first five under four. Odds are minus 105. B grade pick for me there. So double Bs on this one. Because Jared, what do you think? Way too much value on the race to pass up. Uh, just, just place that bet, like you said, probably going to lose it 60% of the time, but man, it's going to be a pretty nice return whenever, whenever you hit it. You know, I, I, I don't, especially outside of like college football, I don't like to try to guess what's in people's minds. But the other thing I would say about the price here is like the Rays are not scared of the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Blue Jays. Right. Like they do this all the time. And, and every year they find a way to win at least like 85 games. So, you know, they're major league baseball players. It's not like they're scared of other teams, but it's like, this is just ho-hum. This is nothing different. A, a bullpen game against the Yankees is just another day for the Rays. Yep. There's there's no reason that the Yankees should be minus 250 or whatever that ridiculous number is. Um, yep. So, yeah, just just cash the race ticket the game. You're going to lose it uh, more more often than not. But like I said, when you get it, it's going to be a nice a nice return. The expected value is yes. high here. <laughs> Yes, so that's, and that's a key term. Absolutely. Expected value is very high. It's a play that yeah. if we can get this exact same situation every day of the season, and the, we're going we're gonna to have a sub-500 record, and we're going to have positive return yeah. on our investment. The odds are pricing this like it's David versus Goliath. And yeah, it's, not, just, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, it's like Goliath versus like some other really big dude who like yeah. maybe stands a chance, right? Like This yeah. isn't one of those like, oh, maybe we get a miracle. Like The race winning this would not be a miracle. Right. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's if this was the A's in the situation, I'd be like plus 224. No way. Right. But yeah, yeah. this is not the A's here. The Rays are a really good team. Yeah. So like I said, just too much value to pass up there on Tampa. 17 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Mets. The Brewers got, you know, a week's worth of runs last night, I think, in New York. Uh, tonight it'll be low 70s. Winds will be blowing out to left field in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. 
So a little bit chillier, but the wind's blowing out might help the bats a little bit. Two pitchers, however, I really like in Aaron Ashby and Tyler McGill. Ashby has a sub four ERA. Advanced metrics think he should be in the upper or in the lower threes. His projection is in that same area as well. McGill. A four and a half ERA because of that one bad start that he came out due to injury. His advanced metrics also in the low threes, uh, projects to be uh, in the threes as well. I really like both these pitchers. I think the model, the model's dinging them because of their length, because of their history, but I really like both pitchers. I think that we're going to see a lower scoring game, unlike the 10 runs that the Brewers scored yesterday. I know the winds are blowing out. But I think under eight is a gift. This total should be seven or seven and a half, in my opinion. If it wasn't for the wind, given that that you know the Mets play in such a pitcher's park, if it wasn't for the wind, I would say this total maybe should be six and a half. I think both pitchers and both bullpens can go to work here. Today, the wind is why I think this total should be seven or seven and a half. Under eight's a gift. It's an A-grade pick for me on that under. With regard to the side, the model says Mets minus 127. I'll take a flyer on the Mets at minus 125, the smallest amount of value. They're just a lean I think that's priced fairly well. Like I said, I think there might be a tiny bit of value on the Mets, but not too much. They still have the better offense than the Brewers, despite what we saw last night. Their bullpen on the whole is about as good. Pitcher-wise, I think they're both pretty good. So the Mets at home with the better offense, minus 125 seems a little bit short. So Seagrave pick for me there, but I'm really focused on that under. Again, despite the wind blowing out, I really like both these pitchers, and I like both bullpens as they come in behind them. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Again, there are certain pitchers that I just don't question you on, and these are two of the guys that you really seem to like, and so I, I'm all on board with you here. The under eight seems like a great play to me. Um, taking this a little bit of a different direction, can I vote that we add Spencer Strider to the list of yes. pitchers yeah. that, that we just like blindly back for the most part, regardless of what the model says? Because he's been really good. Um, that's hey, took, and I, we got the yeah we got the Nets team total under yesterday because of Strider right yeah yeah so so that's that's my addition to this conversation I think Strider needs to be added to the yeah. conversation of these pitchers but yeah yeah uh, these two guys you love them I'm sold in under eight great play yep and it's not it's not I love backing these guys it doesn't mean that they've won every time that I've backed them whether it's an under or backing them it just means it's like they're winning like five out of seven when we're backing them again whether it's a side of the total and it, it, it's just been they've been really profitable uh, I right. still think they're I still think they're undervalued I think. Maybe by the middle of the season, things will catch up. But yeah, I really like both these guys. I don't think people respect them quite as much as I do. Yeah. 17 Eastern first pitch, Rangers at the Tigers. The Rangers, I guess, just really wanted to get out of town and get to Detroit last night. Having two immaculate innings thrown against them. Nine yeah. pitches, all strikes. So the same three batters, those guys were like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what that was. I've, I've never out. seen that I've never yeah. seen that before. Like it's a Tigers offense that I'm not sure the Tigers could score off of me if I went out there and pitched. <laughs> I mean, they are just really struggling with the bats. It'll be a warm day in Detroit. So if there's ever going to be some offense, it'll be on a day like today. We'll start off in the upper 80s. We'll close in the low 80s. Winds will be blowing across, so no wind aid or detriment there. But a warmer day could help the pitchers a little bit. Of course, sadly for the Tigers, they have to face Martin Perez, who while he gave up some runs last game, was like the first time he'd given up more than – two runs all season i think he has a low two era advanced metrics put him in the low threes a fantastic pitcher a guy i've talked about before the projection's a little bit slow but just continues to improve and think that he's the real deal again last start aside versus bo brisky who has a, a, a mid four era but his advanced metrics think that should be a full run higher the projection is somewhere in between he projects more in the five range 
Definitely a starting pitcher edge here for the Rangers. Definitely an offensive edge for the Rangers. Definitely a bullpen edge for the Rangers on the road. And yet the model says Rangers minus 125. I had to pause for this one and think if I really believed it. Kind of went through this exercise the other day, though. It's one of those things where you start off at 40. It's not exactly this simple, right? But for rough math's sake, if you start off at 47% for the Rangers being on the road, they're gaining up to another nine percentage points based off the edges that they have on the field. That seems fairly right. I still think the model is a little bit short here on the Rangers. So the model says minus 125. I think it might should be a tiny bit higher. I'll take the Tigers and trust the model at plus 134. But right now, with the way that Perez is pitching, again, last start aside, and the way the Tigers are hitting, I don't really feel that confident in it. I'll just trust the model, but just with a lean I think the model's a little short on the Rangers personally. And with regards to the total, I'll take the Tigers team total under three and a half. It's plus odds, which I really like. Be great pick for me there. I don't think the Tigers score that many runs. I think their hope is that Brisky has himself a good start. And this is a one-to-one game after six. And then maybe the Tigers pull it out. Total is nine. It's really tough to say because the weather kind of indicates one thing. The two starting pitchers indicate different things. There's a lot of conflicting information personally for me on the full game total. I'll just isolate the Tigers. I don't think they score. I think their hope to win is low scoring. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I have so many thoughts on this game, none of which are good. Um, so first, <laughs> Another game you probably shouldn't watch, right? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing is very rarely will you catch the professor somewhat contradicting himself a little bit, but here taking yeah. the Tigers and the Tigers yeah. under just shows you how – Yeah, you, ca- you caught of, that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, kind of, how kind of screwed up this, this game is. Yeah, was. yeah. Uh, yeah, the, you know, in, in college football we say you don't have to watch it to make the monies. In my case, this is just going to be I don't have to watch it. Yeah, full stop. No money. There's gonna be no money wagered on this game for me. Uh, It's it's just talk about two teams that I I do not trust at all. Have no feel for besides the fact that they're not good. Uh, The Rangers' record is still a little befuddling to me because I feel like they're they're worse than what the record is. Um, But yeah, these two teams, there's no no way. I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, yeah, and you point out kind of a little bit of the contradiction. It's one of those where like we can win both, but I mean, my goal here is right. your goal is not necessarily if you make two or three wagers in a game, you you know that they're kind of correlated to some extent, but yeah. your goal doesn't have to be to win all of them. It's kind of a like how do you try to make the most profitable and you give your ch- yeah. yourself a chance to win all of them, um, but it's better to at least split yourself around as opposed to they're so correlated that like you could lose all you know all your wagers in the game. Yeah, yeah. This 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 is one of those where you mentioned at the open of the show. You know, don't blindly tell your picks. Yeah, Use the right. information that you provide to confirm right. or, you know, rationalize your own thinking. So definitely in this situation, that's what you want to be doing. Absolutely. Because I'm like you, this game is one that I'm like, I mean, then I got to the Tigers under three and a half. It'd be great just because the plus odds and the fact that they haven't scored in Martin Perez's right. pitching, right? So it's like, uh, I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm there. Otherwise, it would have been a C on the, on the total as well. Because I'm like you, it's right. just a kind of a baffling game. And, and, and it's one of those where it's like if Martin Perez wasn't pitching and the wind was blowing out, it's like, I don't care what the numbers just go over, right? Or with the Tigers offense, if it was a chilly day, you're like, great, we could just go under. But it's like just the, the stars aren't aligning and these two teams are wonky. So it's a right. uh, one that's a little tougher to peg, at least for me personally. Uh, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, our one late game, the Angels and the Mariners. Should be a doozy of a pitching matchup with Shohei Otani versus George Kirby. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about either one of these guys. Otani's having a good season. His advanced metrics are better than what he's looked, and the projection is that he's 
you know, a top 10, top 10, 15 pitcher in baseball. I think we'd all kind of agree with that statement. George Kirby having a very good season. His projections a little bit behind that. Again, not with the history of data, but still projects to be an above average pitcher. I like both these pitchers. I think it should be a fun matchup for sure. This is another really tough one to peg, though. The model says Angels minus 108, and that's squarely in between the numbers that I saw as of the recording of this podcast. Always be careful with the Angels, given who plays for them offensively um, can really affect things. But they had a mostly full lineup last night, and Tyler Anderson you know, tried to throw a no-hitter against them. Um, I see everyone tries to throw a hitter. Almost succeeded in throwing a no hitter against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I said yesterday, you know, I don't think Tyler Anderson's that bad. I think he's solid, but I mean, he's not a guy who should be doing that. So this Angels offense, I've said it all season, is highly variable. It's highly variable based off who plays, and even when they those guys do play, they still are so top heavy that if you just focus on those guys, the rest of the guys are easier out. So um, it's a tougher ask for me on the side on this one total is seven and a half. I've got a couple of leans, both in the first five. I'll go first five under three and a half with a lean. I want first five under four or I want full game under eight. Either one of those gets up to a B pick for me. But at these numbers, the numbers just aren't right. So under three and a half for the first five is a lean. Just like if I had to go full game, I'd say lean just because I want the four or I want the eight. Neither one of those are there right now. So I don't really like either one. And I'll take first five Mariners on the run line at minus 140. The Chiefs isn't that high there at home. Just a situation where this could be 0-0-1-1. It's kind of a coin tossy type game. The Angels are a little bit better of a team, but on the road, a little bit better of a pitcher, but on the road. So uh, a situation where Mariners could hang in there in 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 the first five. I'll take a flyer on that. There's really not a lot to like about this game. I think the prices are all pretty accurate right now, which makes it tough to invest in. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Yeah, no play here for me. What I want to say is the Angels obviously like disappointed in them, you know, how, how they've played recently, obviously. I was expecting more from the Mariners this year. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I wasn't expecting them to win the division or anything, but after the way they played last year, especially down the stretch, I was just, I, I thought they were going to be a little bit better than they had been. And you still long season, plenty of time to turn it around. Uh, but, you know, obviously I'm shocked that the Angels are kind of where they're at right now, but I'm, I'm, maybe even more so from a value perspective, a little more surprised where the Mariners are at. Yeah, and the Mariners did really well those one-run games uh, last season, and, and that boosted their record a little bit, and now it's like all that good luck from last year is flipping on, and now yeah, it's going the yeah. other direction. Yeah. All righty. Well, that wraps up the games. I've got a recap of the Apex for you here. Athletics at the Red Sox, I've got over 9.5. Padres at the Cubs, over 10.5. Guardians of the Rockies over 11 and a half. And then the Brewers and Mets are going under eight. Those are my four A plays all on totals. Cousin Jared, your parting take or question for us. Yeah. So it, it, the people who, who follow us on Twitter may have seen this exchange last week, but we forgot to talk about it in the podcast last week. Yeah, we and did. that was what my thoughts were on Nickelback after yeah. I believe the, the Angels had a little escapade with, with Nickelback. Uh, an, an unsuccessful one, an unsuccessful as, one. As, as most people might say things involving Nickelback are <laughs> yes yes so Nickelback is fine and and I know nobody's watching at this point in the show anyway so also so, well, I, I think Jake side take Nickelback I feel like those guys have to feel like a million bucks because 
they get so much talk and so much publicity and so much press for being just a mediocre ba- like mediocre yeah. like they're like talk about mediocre baseball players like they're good for band's sake because i could go form a band and we would not be as good as nickelback obviously right but right. they're like for for band standards they're like they're very okay and like they get yeah. all this talk like they have to feel like living the dream of like everyone's talking about you you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly and that's the whole point nickelback is fine like they are just fine and the way that i did my analysis on this was i'm about to take a road trip from texas to colorado and i put together a 100 song playlist for for my trip and i asked myself how many nickelback songs could i add to this playlist where it would not dilute to me the value of the playlist and I think that the answer was one or two I would be fine with. If we added five, I think it would be more. But, five. Yeah, five way too many. Five would be way too many. Um, but no, I did I did want to post a question to you. There's Of that 100 songs, there are only two artists where I have more than two songs for that artist on the 100 song playlist. One of them you never did. It's Chris Young. Big Chris Young fans. Here oh, okay. okay. Castle. Um, the other band you would probably guess, we listened to them a lot in our formative years, and they always had witty witty album titles and song titles i'm gonna guess reliant k if that's it is reliant k yes. yes yes and i've also got to play to the audience the other people being in the car they like reliant k too so anyway where i'm going with all this is is i've decided i'm gonna live my life like nickelback is a fine band they're just fine and i need one nickelback song to add one to my song. Road, trip, okay. road trip playlist so viewers of this show put in the comment section the one nickelback song that i should add obviously i'm biased i have a few nickelback songs that i prefer above the others but i don't want to poison the well here whatever y'all recommend is what i will add so i just need one song people so put it down in the comments what song you think i should add and i will attest next week on this podcast and it's been added to my road trip playlist and, and it's funny you know you make the comment at this point of the show i don't even know how many people are still watching yeah. um I, I wonder of the people still watching, I wonder how many of them couldn't even name a Nickelback song. My guess is it's over 50%. My guess is if you also drop a comment and say, I don't know a single Nickelback song, I'm guessing we would get a lot of comments saying, or people who are like, I know a Nickelback song, but I don't want to say it because I'm too ashamed to admit it. I, 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 I think you're being generous with 50%. I think that yeah. 85% probably gonna, wouldn't know one. Yeah, we're going to get like two comments or something. So, so there you go. Yeah. If, if you want to vote, you have massive voting power because we do not expect a lot of votes so maybe just maybe yeah. actually to do this maybe you should pick the worst nickelback song of course i don't know what the worst one is they all sound the same which is the joke against yeah them, right? yeah every it doesn't matter which one you pick like you're gonna you're gonna think it's the exactly. same song exactly all right so if you're still listening drop a comment as to the best or worst or whatever your favorite the silliest whatever nickelback song and whatever the the, the vote tally is uh yeah. that'll be on cousin jared's road trip playlist yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's a little hopefully that's a little extra fun for us here yeah. on this thursday and that's all we have for you thanks for tuning in to another episode of picks with the professor reminder to check out the google sheet for model picks projections and results you can find that link and more at the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com if you haven't done so yet please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed i will see you tomorrow and until then remember you can eat your betting money but please Don't bet you're eating money.